Greetings, everyone, near and far. Welcome to the Talita Show. I am your host, Talita Thompson. I'm elated to have you join me on Testimony Tuesday Girls Talk Empowering Queens Part 1. If you can, TTS family, please share this video with someone who could use a word. I thank you in advance. My guest tonight hails from Jamaica. She's one of the few who managed to escape the battered woman syndrome. Tonight, we share a powerful testimony of one woman's journey, how God saved her from an abusive relationship and after being kidnapped and carried away to be murdered by her lover and his friend. I hope this testimony will reach even one person who is still in the situation or who has come out but feels unworthy, useless, or unloved. She rose above her situation and is now on fire for God. Get ready, mostly done in Patwa, to reach all audiences, educated and remedial. She has spoken to me and my family things that no one knew about, so I have proven her to be true. So help me to welcome Prophetess Tanisha Linton Flemings. Hello, the Talitha Show viewers. I am Minister Tanisha Linton Flemings from Jamaica. I would like to first thank Talitha Thompson for the invitation to speak today. I am so honored and excited to share my story with you all. I pray that it will inspire somebody and encourage somebody. And this is not a fairy tale, it's a real life story. So I call Tuesday our testimonies, all right? So I'll be sharing a testimony on how I got saved right yeah god is good god is good so let us pray father in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i just want to give you all the glory the honor and the praise god i just want to magnify you and worship you because you're god i just want to honor you because you're a savior father there is none like you father you said in your word that you never leave us nor forsake us that we can look to the hills from whence cometh our help knowing god that our help cometh from you lord jesus christ and Lord, as I am about to share this testimony, Father, you said we must testify and shame the devil. And as I come today, Lord, to testify, to give somebody hope, you know, Father, I pray that you'll be in the midst of it. Holy Spirit, think through my mind, speak through my lips. Have your way through me, none of me, all of you. Let you speak through my mouth. Father, let there be conviction. Let um, transformation happen happen in the life of your people as they listen to this testimony lord let your name be glorified father let your name be praised through this testimony mighty god let you be seen and not tanisha oh god let them see you through my words god in the name of jesus christ of nazareth amen amen sorry about my son oh my god when i'm on the phone him just why talk to so so yeah um my testimony of how I was, how I come to God, you know, I was a broken girl, a bitter girl, a girl that full of rejection and abuse. I was, I was in a very abusive relationship, verbally and physically. And I've been in that um, abusive relationship for seven years. Nobody knew that I was in an abusive relationship. Nobody knew, not even my closest friend. I keep that thing for years as a secret. 
you could not tell that I was being physically abused by my spouse because I tell you when me get them lick them it just I don't know but God mercy was so much on me because I never lose a hand or foot I, I didn't have any broken bones I mean tell me get some real hard lick from this man but my bones wasn't broken I never yet end up admitted in hospital you never yet see me with a bruise listen i would get a good ass on the night before and i would be black and blue but when i wake up in the morning all those bruises were gone ask me oh i don't know but everything will just go down and nobody will know that i get a good ass on the night before and you know i go through that relationship for years i didn't know what was love i didn't know what love felt like and you know, I grew up with parents that never show me love. They didn't love me. They never hug me. They never kiss me. They never say, I love you. So I I didn't know love. And I guess, you know, when you live in the ghetto, people say, when man beat you, them love you. So I guess I just grow with that mentality. Say, I love you, love me. That's why man beat me. And maybe I did something wrong and I deserved the beating. So it was, I had low self-esteem. I didn't know love. I never know what love looked like our whole love supposed to be. So I, I stayed in the relationship. But as year go by, you know, I was becoming broken and broken. More and more every day, I was becoming broken. And I remember always praying. Anytime I get a good asana, I always pray and say, God, Lord, you know, help me to get out of this relationship. You know, when they beating them rear off and I want to get out, I say, make him beat me again so I can leave. Like me I get enough lick, lick and enough lick for me to leave, why would I want another beaten? You know, so I always said, God, God make him beat me again, so I have a reason for leave. Which is so stupid, because me I get another arson again, and I would not leave. Reason number one, I was depending on this man to feed me, close me, and give me things. I never have a steady job to feed myself. I didn't know how to be independent. I didn't know God and I didn't know how to rely on God. So, uh, him was my God. This man was my God. Him said, jump, me say, oh, hi. He was my everything. So, me give him, I give over all my power to this man. I was powerless. When me say powerless, me powerless. I give over all my power. There was so much fear in me. There was so much fear. Fear consumed me. Fear consumed me totally. There was so much fear in me. There was so much hurt in me. So much pain. I didn't know who to turn to or to talk to. Because one, I never want nobody to judge me. I never want nobody pity me. You know, I had so much pride that I keep it so much bottled up inside. Trying to get out but can't get out. I was basically in an open prison. The door was open and I was fearful to come out. Nobody locked me up. Nobody held my hand, bound my hand and my feet. I was in a total open prison but didn't know how to get out. And I remember you know, when it gets so bad. I just couldn't take no more, you know. I just couldn't take no more. I remember when I get a good ass and Pantapite, you know, he might beat me, you know, and me I behave myself, you know, and he might have him woman them all over the place, you know. Woman I call me, woman I threaten me, woman I tell myself to leave them man and listen to me live with the man, you know. Yes, so woman out of that fool. Anyways, you know, me go on and go on until I couldn't take it no more. I was a young girl, I was probably I, I've been with this man from he took my virginity, he's my first boyfriend, my very first boyfriend. He's my very first boyfriend. And yeah, so um, 
it gets so bad that I couldn't take it no more. And I remember when I really decided that I was going to stop talking to this man. And I remember, you know, going to school. Because what I used to do, I just go to school as a getaway. To get away from him, I just enroll in school. I just study, study, study. I took study first. As I finish a class, I start another class. And he will say that, you know, as you don't want school, so you go back to another school. But him know said that I was using that as a getaway, as a place for rescue. I was using school for a place of rescue, but he didn't know that. But when I decided that I was going to leave him, you know, and I remember going to school that day after class, um, evening class. And let me tell you something, when I told him that, you know, I text him and tell him, say, don't, I mean, I have nothing more to deal with him. I'm tired of the beating. I'm tired of the, the abuse and all of that. Listen, I put my phone down on the face so I couldn't see when he's ringing, even though it was on vibrate. So I didn't want the phone to bother me because I know he's going to call. So I was in class. And let me tell you something, like half an hour in class, I just turn around the phone. Let me tell you something, a hundred plus missed call came up on the phone 100 plus missed call came up on the phone i was so frightened i was like oh my god how can somebody call somebody so much time so that no you know he was in rage because he hates to call me and he can't get me anytime him call me two time and him not get me you know is a beating me i get you know yeah man i'm a daddy that man is a beating me i get because he often know why me not answer the phone and when me could have make me not answer the phone what i could be doing what is so more important than him why i can't answer the phone so me know say me get a good ass that night so me know say me say all right god i eat this you know do i die you know god me say all right I eat this. I make up my mind say at that night that I got dead because guess what? I done me done with the relationship and I know he's not going to accept it. And I remember, you know, the night I was coming out of class and I said to a friend, one of my classmates, because he lived in St. Thomas and I was going that way. I live in Bull Bay. And he said, I said to him that, can you drop me home? Because I was so afraid I didn't want to go to the, the bus stop because I know him could be outside somewhere hiding and away from me he is like that he's like a psychopath let me tell you something that man is an obsessive man and i know that if i i didn't even come out of the building i wait till the guy ready and i said you ready and i hurry up going to him care and him dropped me home he let me off at the lane mode i'm so stupid i should have tell the man for drive up in the lane and let me off right at my gate but then again me never want the whole noticement so I tell him to let me off of the lane mode and I come off of the lane mode. I have a back gate and a front gate, but the back gate is at another lane and the front gate is at an, an another lane. So I said to my, that's how big the yard is. So I said, if I take the back gate and him hold me round it and beat me or kill me, nobody will see because around the back gate is dark. So I said, but if I take the front gate, there's so much light on this road, people must hear me a shout out or something and come for my help. So I decided that I would take the front gate. And let me tell you something, when I was walking down and on the road, I see a car on the left side, so I started to take it wide. I started to take it wide and go down in the road, go, go, up the, go down the lane. And by the time I'm about to pass the car, I just see him jump out and grab me, throw me in the trunk and the car drive off 
and say, yes, God, I eat this. I'm dead, me dead tonight. Me know, me know, me dead and done. And they drive, the car drive up on a hill. And then when it drive on a, the, the car drive and when it, it I realize the car stop. And then he, he took me out, out of the truck and put me in the back seat. And I realized that he wasn't the one that driving. His friend, uh, glory God, his friend was driving. And when he put me in the back seat, the friend said to me that, Tanisha, what are you doing? Why, why, why am I behave so? He tell me, say, you rob, him, rob up your money and that's why I'm going to take you away. And I go kill you. And I said, me rob up your money? He said, but I don't do him, I don't do him nothing. I lie and tell him, I don't rub up no money from him. And because I tell him that the relationship over, that's why he might do this. So he turned, basically, he tell the friend lie because he wanted the friend to come along and, 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 and agree in his whole wicked murdering thing, where him plot, where him a plot. And when I tell the friend what, what was going on, the friend said, Achoo, Achoo, you tell me a lie, you tell me a true the girl attack. So because me talk, him. I'm using my mouth and bite my two lips, push up him face for press down my nose so I can't breathe. And he did that. And let me tell you something. And then he hold my throat. So you know, so that man there, he might kill me right here. So and then let me tell you something, people. I said, dead. Let me tell you, I'm dead, 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 dead like a dog in the car. And it's like, in my mind, it's like me, I say, while I'm doing it, you know, it's like when me are dead, you know, me are thinking, and I say, but God. I talk to God in my mind and I say, God, but I don't deserve for dead. I don't this man nothing. Why me must dead? I am for dead. I say, you know. I say, God, why me must dead? I haven't, done, I haven't done this man anything to die. And that's when I get a local fight. And I said, no, you know, I'm not dead tonight. So I start to fight back. And I push my hand in his neck. You know that weak spot in your neck when your collarbone up. I sink down my hand in there. And that's when he ease off on me a little. And then I use my head and lick the door and push out my head and that's when him hand get for release my throat and thing and that's when i could have take a breather and i said my god when i when i when i lord jesus when i felt breath come back in my lungs may i tell you when i felt breath come back in my lungs i was like oh god mighty god is like me dead and come back alive and him draw me up back and close the door but it's like it's instantly my lips them get big swollen and my neck gets starts to swell, swell as well and when the when the friend tell the friend drive 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 until me tell the wind for stop and when the friend turn around and see me him said jesus my youth we are we are do man we are do man and, and it's like him start to panic but then he might fear obey him because you know he might want that man so they might obey him and you know he probably fear for him life too so even though him 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 a react that way there, him still a fear obey way must say. So him there obey him. So anyway, you know him tell him drive and him him drive, and him drive and him drive and him. The friends still a try to get something out of me, but by that time I can't talk no more because my my face swell up, my lips swell up, my throat swell up, so I can't hardly talk. There and then. You know, my lungs, my throat are black off. Me can't, I literally I try to breathe. So I don't want to talk. So even though he asked me a question, the friend asked me a question, I said say nothing because I try to keep, try to inhale as much and keep as much here in my lungs as I can. And I remember when they reach a place, it's like a seaside. And they, they him say, all right, stop yourself. And the, the friend stop. 
the friend stop and him say, all right, come out. Him draw me out and say, all right, come out. Come out of the car. So I come out of the car. I come out of the car. So I come out of I come out of the car and um and him hold me and him tell the friend say go and go somewhere until me call up on the phone you come back. And the friend I walk away, you know, people are God, the friend I walk away. Leave me and this man, you know, and I tell her with tears in my eyes. With tears in my eyes. I said to the friend, I turned to the friend, don't leave me with him, don't go away, leave me. He might go kill me. Don't leave me. Please may ask it. Don't leave me with him. Just tear and, uh, and talk to him because he might go kill me. And the friend, the friend turned and him just leave me. Him just, and said, no man, no man. And him just leave me and gone. Leave me with this man, you know. And, you know, him take me and him say, come and draw me on. And him say, I kill me, I kill you tonight. He boy, you want to leave me. I kill me, I kill you tonight. And him walk. Him start to carry me going down to the beach now. Like I walk through one track for go to the beach. And him say, I kill him, I kill me, I kill you, you know. And I tell him, I tell him something, man. I feel dead already, I walk go. I feel a dead, dead girl, I walk go. And, you know, I went and I was walking. And I, and I said to myself, say, God, then you really going to make this man kill me? In my mind, I'm talking to God and say, God... You really are gonna make this man kill me, God? After me not do this man nothing, God, I don't deserve to die like this. I was like, God, I don't deserve to die like this. I have done nothing to deserve this death. I said, God, look how this man treat me for years. He's been beating me, treating me all different type of way. I'm gonna suck it and 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 and, and thing and deal with him still. And I'm supposed to die like this. And I remember. You know, I was there in my pitiness, pitiness, and I remember I was trying to pray. Remember, me not, in, at that time, I don't even know if God was real, but I was just trying to see if he was real. I didn't know if God was real. I didn't know how to pray. I don't know nothing about prayer. I don't know nothing about Bible. I don't know nothing at all. But when I was trying to pray, the only prayer that I could remember, not even the whole prayer, just piece of the prayer, day though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God, you said you are with me. You're... That's all I know. That's all I was saying. Day though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I keep saying that piece of the prayer in my mind. Day though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. They do I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. They do I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear because you are with me. And I pray that prayer. And I pray that prayer. And I pray that prayer. I pray it. And I, I remember when him says, sit down here so I'm in Timothy, sit down upon the sun. And him say, I shoot me, I shoot you and kill you now. And I sit down there and I close my eye and hold on my head. Ready if you take my shot and dead? Ha! Eh, basse kot, ole basse yana mandele bako shaya. Ah, basse kot, ole basse yana mandele bako shaya. Ah, bandele bako shaya. Eh, basse kot, ah, basse yana mandele bako shaya. Eh, mandele bako shaya. Ready if you take my shot? Ah, basse kot, ole basse yana mandele bako shaya. And I hold on my head. And I remember closing my eyes and hold on my head. And I hear in my mind, talk to him. Tell him that you won't leave him. Talk to him. Tell him that you won't leave him. And 
I didn't ever hesitate. I never hesitate. It was this voice that was talking in my head. And I never hesitate. I hold up my head quick and say, I said to him that, um, me not leave you, baby. Baby, me not leave you. I was just joking, man. But because you treat me so bad, I have to do something or say something to you. But me not leave you. And, you know, I get up and I touch him and say, I'm going to leave him, man. The relationship not done, man. We're going to just continue and thing like that. And him look for me, you know, and him say, you serious? You not left me? And I say, yeah, man, me serious, man. I'm not left you, man. We're going to continue, man. We not, I'm not left you. We're just continue and forget about the whole thing. And I did that. And that man took me, get me in the car, call him friend. And put me in the car, drop him friend in him yard. And I said to him that, he said, where you want to go? I said, I have to carry my guard to the doctor because my throat, I don't feel well. I feel like I'm going black out because my throat is swelling and I'm fighting for breath. And hey, bandele bakushai. Hey, basekoto. He passed my yard and go straight to UC. Ah, basekoto. Le basi and bandele bakushai. He got UC with me. And ah, and I went into emergency, and the doctors them give me two injections and release me and tell me to go home, you know, whatever the swelling will go down and I'll be alright. And he took me and him carried me right home back, right at my yard. Him carried me back, and I walked through the back door of my house, and I go inside, and I slept the night. Let me tell you something. I cried that night on the bed. I cried on that bed that night. My face was dismantled. That was the only time that beaten show upon me. That was the only time that when I wake up in the morning, I was black and blue. I was swollen. I was a ugly girl. I was swollen and ugly. My face was so swollen and ugly. Ha! Hey God. That was the only time when I get beaten it show. <laughs> And when my sisters then wake up and saw me, they were all crying. They were crying and they were crying and they were crying. And everybody was asking me, you know, look how him do and all of that. And all of that. But I'm saying, giving this testimony for tell you how good God is. He said, whosoever call upon my name shall be saved. And even though I didn't know who I was calling upon, even though I didn't know this Jesus. Mm, glory to God. Hey God, I didn't know him at that time, but I call upon him. Hey God, and he hear my cry and he answer and he save me. Him save a wretch like me. Him save me. Him save me from death. From death. From death. Listen, I was a dead girl. I'm tell you, dead, dead. There's so much time that I, this man could have killed me. I remember time when him used pillars to try to smuggle me. Remember that literally I stifle me. I literally I stifle the breath out of me. And I had to fight. And I'll be go back to him again. Let me tell you something. This God is real. This God is real. He has saved me more than once. More than once. I tell you. I tell you. The walk in Christianity ain't easy, but the God that we serve, Jesus, is real. He is real. He has saved me more than once, people of God. More than once, He has saved me. And I've grown 
where you continue saving me and giving me mercy. But that was my real, that was my first time crying out to God and asking him to help me. That was my first time, you know, really asking God for help. And I just want to give him all the glory. I just want to give him all the praise. I just want to magnify his name for his saving grace, for his mercy, for his mercy. I just want to thank him. So remember, as you go along your day, even now in this tough time, the struggle is hard. But remember, Jesus is real. Remember, he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He said, look to the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from God. Not man. Not man. And I tell you, put no man before God. Put no man before God. Put no man before God. Before I got to so much altar calls when I, when I was with this man, when I was with this man. When I go to church, the gospel would pierce me and I would get convicted. And because I live with this man and I wanted him to take care of me. And I never knew that God was a provider. Every time I go, the month of altar call me go. I want me to go work on my yard. I don't um, want Jesus again because I start think, how am I going to do without this man? You know how much altar call? Put no man before God because see, at the end of the day, a God you have to go run to, a him you have to go cry to, and beg him mercy and ask him to help you. Put no man before God. It doesn't matter who them be. Put nobody in front of God. Not your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your spouse. Listen, any man that you want, if him not want you, Jesus don't want him. Listen, if him don't want you, Jesus do not want him. You're in a trouble. Don't want him if him not want your Jesus, not choose him over your Jesus. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna have to turn to the same Jesus where you put him before. Him you still have to go run to. Put no man before God. Put no man before God. Put no man before God. Alright? So those are my few words, and that is my testimony. I hope it encourage somebody i hope it open somebody eyes of who god really is i know that he is real he is real he is real i pray this touch somebody heart and i pray that it will transform somebody and give them a different outlook of who god is that he can take you from a nobody to somebody that you can be so lost so broken so bitter and he will take you up, brush you off, and love you for who you are, and transform you. All right. So bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Um, have an awesome night, people of God. Bless you all. Thank you, Prophetess Tanisha Linton Flemings, for that word. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Toledo Show tonight. I hope you have been blessed, and that someone has been handed the tools to survive and to avoid these heart-rending situations so we can build better women of tomorrow.
Stay tuned for part two of Testimony Tuesday next week with Prophetess Tanisha Linton Flemings at 8 p.m. live on the Talita Show Facebook. Feel free to like, comment, and share this video. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Spotify. Check us out on anchors.fm slash show. Links to all our sites and podcast platforms are available on linktree slash show as well. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, all under the name The Talita Show, and Facebook account Talita Thompson if you haven't already. So you never miss out on updates and you can keep up with us throughout the week. And I love to read your comments and interact with you. For business, you can message me on the Facebook page or you can email me at talita93 at gmail.com. God bless you. Until next time.